everyone. Welcome to the first ASF Weekly Science Podcast of 2020. In the words of Barbara Walters, this is 2020. I'm going to start this decade talking about a topic on the minds of everyone, I'm sure, that listens to this podcast. That's sperm. I'm just kidding. I'm sure most of you don't spend your days thinking about sperm. But if I put the word sperm in the podcast title, I might get a lot more downloads. So here goes. Sperm is important. 50% of your DNA comes from the sperm of a biological father. So instead of focusing on the maternal 50% in the egg, let's spread out the studies, so to speak. A new study in the journal Nature examines the possibility that gene markers in sperm can be used to help predict a diagnosis in a child that has not even been conceived yet. Sperm are different than eggs because, and I can say this having gone through IVF a few times, no woman is going to have her eggs extracted for the purposes of genetic testing. If you do it, it's to conceive. But sperm, hey, it's more easily obtainable. So it's possible to get sperm and look at genetic markers and possibly look at the probability of a later diagnosis. A great study was published this week, but not because of its possible predictive value. The science is way too early, and the study is interesting, but the numbers aren't strong enough yet to say that it should be used for a predictive test. Not now or maybe ever. But let me tell you why looking at sperm is so interesting. I'm going to geek out a little bit here and try to explain this in a way that isn't boring, so bear with me. Sperm is interesting for two reasons. First, people with autism show what are known as de novo mutations, de novo meaning new. These are genetic mutations found in the blood of the child who has autism, but not the blood of the parents. So where did these mutations come from if they can't be found in the parents? Well, it doesn't mean they didn't come from the parents. They just weren't found in parents' blood or saliva. So they might actually be found elsewhere in the parents, like, say, in the cells that form the embryo, the sperm and the egg. As I just mentioned, women are not going to donate eggs to find genetic mutations, but men can more easily donate sperm to find these mutations. This suggests that some mutations are mosaic. That means that mutations are found in some tissues but not others, like not found in blood but found in sperm or egg. Brain tissue research has revealed mutations in brain tissue that are not found in the blood, highlighting why researchers need to look directly at brain tissue rather than use blood as a substitute. And also, it expands the genetic permutations and the way that genetics can influence an autism diagnosis. So the idea that some mutations are seen in brain or sperm, but not blood, is not entirely novel, but it is important. What makes this mosaicism issue important is that the cells that make sperm are actually formed as embryos. Eggs in women and cells that make sperm in men are actually formed in the embryo of those future mom and dads. You are born with the cells that make sperm and born with the eggs that will later become your children. So this expands the window of susceptibility for genetic changes that contribute to autism and expands the window of environmental and genetic interactions associated with autism. Environmental exposures that incur in grandparents influence the formation of sperm and eggs in the parents, the next generation, which means the diagnosis in children. This has been shown with smoking. Grandparents who smoked are more likely to have grandchildren with autism spectrum disorders. This is because it's possible that the smoking influenced the embryos of their children, which then influenced the DNA of the children who had autism in that second generation.
The biggest example of exposures influencing what are known as germ cells, or these cells that produce sperm or develop eggs, is a chemical used to ironically stop miscarriages. It's called DES. It's a synthetic hormone. Following women for decades after they took DES and their children and their children's children is now known to enhance breast cancer risk in exposed women, the ones who took the DES, and cause a variety of birth-related adverse outcomes in their daughters, such as spontaneous abortion, second trimester pregnancy loss, preterm delivery, stillbirth, and neonatal death. This is really sad. This is because the DES called problems with the egg-producing cells of embryos, which means those eggs carry genetic problems, which led to lethal effects in that next generation. But let's turn back to autism and what this study showed. I'm going to put in a graphic in the asfpodcast.org website that explains how sperm cells can influence a diagnosis without the mutation showing up in blood. It's pretty cool stuff, and it was published in Nature because it's a new way of thinking about autism, even though there has been plenty of evidence that germ cells that produce sperm and eggs are involved in other diseases. Looking at a graphic is so much easier than listening to me yammer on and on, and it hopefully captures what I've said. Sperm cells produce sperm, sperm produces DNA in embryos, embryos go on to become babies. Sometimes mutations in sperm cells show up in sperm but not blood, making the origin of different mutations difficult until now. This paper published in Nature was led by Martin Bruce at UCSD, but it involved a number of different scientists. It looked at an ASD cohort from UCSD and identified eight families. They did whole genome sequencing on them, so they started small. There's a lot of data on eight families using whole genome sequencing. They sequenced the blood of the child with autism and the blood and the sperm of the fathers of these eight families. They found 912 de novo variants found in the child. However, only 2.5% of these could be identified in either blood or sperm of the father. You know, that's not a whole lot, meaning that no, you can't find these de novo variants in sperm, even if you looked. And these mutations in sperm sometimes just don't get passed on. But then they took a look at these de novo mutations and categorized them as low risk, meaning low association with autism, and high risk, meaning they may be important for autism diagnosis. Then they looked at the frequency of these mutations that are either high risk or low risk in the sperm relative to blood. They found that most of the mutations that are seen in sperm are more often seen in sperm compared to blood meaning the ratio is important rather than the relative number, which to you guys listening, who cares? You're not spending your days sequencing mutations in genes and sperm, so this information may not be immediately helpful. They used this metric and an extension of the study where they looked at 14 children with autism who had known de novo mutations, which means they weren't seen in the mother and they weren't seen in the father, to find out if they could see the mutations in sperm rather than the blood. This time they used the proportion of mutations in sperm compared to blood. This way, they found three of the 14 identified de novo mutations were seen in the sperm. Sperm, 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 sperm. The bottom line is this. Scientists are getting to the bottom of where these de novo mutations are coming from, and it does include sperm. These sperm are formed from cells that are part of the embryo. Meaning for some mutations, and not all mutations because not all mutations are mosaic, meaning they appear in some cells but not others, 
the window of susceptibility for mutations needs to be expanded one more whole generation. This is the take-home message. Don't worry about a diagnostic test using sperm now. Scientists need more data before they get there. And what is seen in sperm but not blood is just a small percentage of it. So let's not think about the diagnostic potential right now. Let's review on how the origins of autism have evolved from something that occurs at the time of diagnosis to now before birth to something right before conception and now conception to a completely previous generation. That's something to think about. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to talking to you next week. Mm -hmm.